sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome in as we begin our number two here of the morning after on the Sports Grid Network. I'm Joan Airy, pinch hitting for the great Ben Stevens on this uh, Friday, June the 2nd. Still scratching my head uh, that we are already into June, but that means we got a lot going on here. In addition to Major League Baseball in full swing right now, we still have a couple of champions to crown, not only in the NBA, but on the ice and the Stanley Cup champion yet to be decided. But boy, oh boy, it's going to start this weekend, and it is going to be a good one here as both the Florida Panthers and uh, the Las Vegas Knights uh, for the second time get to uh, get to go to the finals here, the Stanley Cup finals, and try and win the cup. Neither has been successful, although, let's face it, it's been a little while uh, since Florida was here uh, shortly after that, uh, that very first season as an expansion club. They were able to do it, but weren't able to close the deal in Vegas uh, in their very first year of existence. They, too, were able to make it to the finals, but just could not get it done. So both teams similar in those aspects where they've been to the dance. They just haven't been able to close the door. And now they have one of these two teams for sure is going to be hoisting up that cup and be a Stanley Cup champion. And the price of this market, unlike what we saw with the NBA and that other team from South Florida, the Miami Heat. This one much closer as the Vegas Knights here, minus 125 with uh, the Panthers. Uh, pretty much a pick em price here for the series with both of these teams. The spread is intriguing with, uh, with Vegas laying a game and a half at plus 160 there. Uh, and you've got Florida uh, also at a pretty decent price there if you think they are going to uh, clear that one and a half game uh, prop at uh, plus almost $2. So there is a lot that are similar with these two teams. There is a lot that may separate them. The one thing I think we all have to take a look at is going to be the goaltending here with uh, with Bobrovsky for the Florida Panthers, who has been just anything short of phenomenal would be the wrong adjective uh, to use with him and how he has um, this whole team. He's elevated the entire Florida Panthers team to get to this point. This was a guy that three years ago was given a ungodly contract that nobody thought he was worth. And then, of course, over the last couple of years, you know, he's a $10 million a year goaltender that couldn't stay healthy and wasn't any good, except for this year in the playoffs during uh, halfway through that Boston series when he came in. It has been all Bobrovsky here as uh, the Carolina Panther couldn't figure it out. They could not break the brick wall. That was Bobrovsky here. And now, while Vegas is going to get to throw a whole lot of pucks and some uh, some big bodies in front of Bobrovsky, but 
Will it will it be enough to get them done as we welcome in our radio audience here to the morning after on the Sports Grid Network? Uh, thank you, Sirius XM Channel 159. We thank you very much for making us a part of your Friday here. I'm Joe Ranieri filling in for Ben Stevens, and we're talking about yet that other team from the South Florida area also playing for a championship here over the next couple of weeks, and that being the Florida Panthers, who won the President's Trophy a year ago. Don't forget, they were the best team in hockey a year ago, but that didn't help them because they ended up getting crushed by Tampa last year in the second round. This year, with just a couple of key pieces, including Matt <laughs> Chuck, who they traded for, they traded their best player, uh, they traded Huberto in the offseason after they got swept last year in round two. They went out and got Matt Kachuk, and, man, they have not looked back ever since. They barely got into these playoffs. Does that sound familiar? It feels like that is the narrative here in South Florida in both the NBA and the NHL. Barely get in, but when they got in, they have taken down not only the best team in all of the NHL this year, the Boston Bruins, but then they dismantled the Toronto Maple Leafs, who many people thought was the second best team in the NHL. And they followed that up with a sweep of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, when you look at what we got with this team here and the play of Bobrovsky, we say it every year in the Stanley Cup. There's always that one team that gets the puck luck. Uh, instead of goals, the, the puck hits the post, right? They win overtime games. They, they get everything going in their direction, and usually it ends up yeah, well, it ends up with uh, a hoisting of the Stanley Cup, and that is certainly what a lot of people feel is going to happen for the Florida Panthers here. But again, if you look at what we've got in game one here, again, pretty much a pick and price. Vegas has home ice, uh, and they are going to want to win and hold that home ice because when they have to travel to South Florida— could be a little bit different story here. So either way, I think this is a series that is absolutely going over five and a half games. I think this has got six or seven games written all over it. I think the market thinks that by pricing this so even, I think it's going to be one heck of a Stanley Cup final. Will it be the Panthers or will it be the Vegas Knights? Get your money in game one. Puck is getting ready to drop here tomorrow. We'll have more on that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, we've got championships on our mind as we head into this first weekend of June 2023. Crazy to think time is flying, but we've got uh, much still to be decided and more importantly, much to be able to bet on as we head into uh, this first weekend. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you very much for hanging out with us here on the morning after in the Sports Grid Network, filling in for the great Ben uh, Stevens, who no doubt will have his eyes on both uh, NBA Finals action game two coming up on Sunday. And uh, as I was uh, just telling you, we've got the all-important 
Game one, the puck will drop in the Stanley Cup Finals. That is coming up uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and uh, feels like we've been waiting a little while here with this, uh, with the Stanley Cup as the Panthers, if you thought the Denver Nuggets had some time off, uh, the Florida Panthers, it feels like, has, uh, haven't played any meaningful hockey in at least a month uh, as they uh, swept that Carolina team and just awaited Vegas to finally be done with Dallas. And it eventually happened, but it has been a little while since uh, since they played some hockey. And although, as we saw last night with the Denver Nuggets, the whole uh, rest versus rust argument it, it certainly didn't affect the uh, the Denver Nuggets much. They ended up getting the win, even though they had those nine days of rest. Looking at the numbers in the NHL, however, the history tells us that there is a big difference uh, between the rest and the rust there, as I believe uh, when teams get to this point and they have uh, more rest, and I'm talking 10 days or more rest, uh, those teams are usually one in nine in game ones over the last uh, decade we have seen. So uh, it has it doesn't often favor in hockey having all of that time off. We'll see here as game one is scheduled tomorrow night in Las Vegas should be a hell of a Stanley Cup final. But hey, we still have a game two to get to in the NBA. And uh, last hour we heard uh, from Kevin Walsh. Now we're going to hear from the man behind the man behind the man here, the guy that makes all of this run at the morning after on the Sports Grid Network, uh, John Shames uh, joining us here. And uh, John, I gotta tell you, we heard uh, Walsh's take on what we saw last night. What did you see from this uh, Denver and Miami game that gives you hope that maybe, just maybe, or maybe it doesn't, that maybe this might be a quick series? What'd you take away? Well, listen, here's the thing, Joe, and you look at the Miami Heat over the course of these playoffs, and I saw this great tweet last night. Of course, the Celtics, the team that I root for, Miami <laughs> plays them last, you know, last series, shoots 45% from the three-point line, and then you see their three-point average during the regular season, during the first round, during the second round, and then in game one, it's all hovering around that 35%. So I'm a little skeptical personally, Joe, if Miami's going to be able to sustain the hot shooting they had from that Celtics series, if it's going to carry over here. So that's kind of what I'm looking out for but Nikola Jokic looks like the best player in the NBA in my opinion there is no denying that after last night well I, you know I'm curious because I looked at this bet a long time the whole Jokic averaging a triple double in the finals yeah. right uh the only guy ever yeah. to do it I think was LeBron back in 2017 against the Golden State Warriors the problem is if you get games if this is going to be a blowout fourth quarter sits doesn't play as much you know I, I worry about that when it comes to this he's certainly capable but is that something you would actually dabble in is he going to get a triple double in every game this series I just I think it's such a I don't think he's going to get it in every game in the series because he's going to have one game where he comes up a rebound shorter and assist short and then like the whole thing flops there. I think you're much better backing a PRA combo prop for Nikola Jokic but Joe let me say something right now Nikola Jokic looking like I said the best player in the NBA Jimmy Butler you heard Kevin say it last segment maybe a top 10 player mm. in this league right now I'm sure you would happen to agree with that but we had a pretty interesting week out in the streets for Benny and the bets this week where you know we, we 
started asking New Yorkers if they were able to recognize either of those two players. And the, the results were maybe not as uh, encouraging for two faces of the league leading the NBA Finals this year when ratings are historically down for the NBA. So maybe we can take a deep breath right now, Joe. Listen to what the people had to say as we hit the streets for this week's episode of Benny and the Bets. The 2023 NBA Finals start this week. It's a matchup for a championship on the line between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. Today we hit the streets of New York to see if people recognize the two stars of the series. Denver's Nikola Jokic and Miami's Jimmy Butler. Do you know who this NBA player is? Nope. No, no. No, no idea. What? Jimmy Butler. Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. That's uh, Jalen Brunson. It is. Good job. And that one is? Jimmy Butler. I thought you were going to have something funny like him to say. Uh, I'm not a very funny guy. Uh, that's Jimmy Butler. Oh, Jimmy Butler, baby. Let's go heat. Do you know who this NBA player is? David Beckham. It's David Beckham. That was a through ball. Named Josh Easton. No. Is that the guy in the Denver Nuggets? It is. Do you know his name? Joka? Jokic? Nikoli Jokovic. Nikoli Jokic. Two-time NBA MVP. Jokic. Nice. He didn't seem too happy to say that. On a scooter, do you know who this NBA player is? Uh, Jokic. Nice! That's Jokic, the Joker. Jo Joker. Jokic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jokic. Do you know who that player is? Jokovic. Oh my god. On the phone? You didn't want to talk at first. Jimmy Butler. And this one? No, Jokic. Nice. Two for two. Jokic. And he's going to get a triple-double in game number one. That's correct. Nobody's going to hold Joker. They nope. can't stop him. Averaging a 30-point triple-double. Exactly. That's Joakim no Jokic. That's Jokic. Yeah, Nikola Jokic. What, what, what do they call him? What's his nickname? Yoki. Who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? <laughs> uh, Miami Heat. And how many? Uh, four. I'm not sure that uh, uh, Miami will have an answer for Jokic. But I'm gonna pick the pick Miami. You're gonna pick Miami? Yes, I am. Heat in four. Heat in four. You heard it from Spider-Man. I say heat in six. Ooh, six games. Miami Heat. And how many games? Seven. The Heat. How many games? For sure. Five. Seven. Denver in five. Five. Denver in five. Yeah, Denver in five. I'm gonna go with my buddy. Denver in five. Uh, Denver in five. Denver in five. Denver in five. Denver. Denver. Yeah. And how many games? Six. I'm happy for the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to be real with you. I, 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 I'm from the old school. I'm worried about myself. I'm happy for the Denver Nuggets, and I will watch it. I think it's going to be a good final. Yes. I'm looking forward to a good series. Yes. What's Nikola Jokic's nickname? The Joker. You know any good jokes? No. Just my face. That's Just all. Donald. Oh, hey, it's a very handsome face. Don't ever say that again. Um, what's two plus two? Four. Four plus you? I don't know. I don't know either. Two muffins in an oven. One muffin looks at the other muffin and says, wow, it's hot in here. The other muffin responds, holy crap, a talking muffin. What do you call a deer with no eyes? A no idea. No. What do you call two deer with no eyes? I don't know. I still have no idea. <laughs> wow, a bunch of comedians out here in the streets of New York, Joe. And, and I will say, too, the series price, maybe not indicative of public perception based on that video. It seemed like a pretty divided public. I, I did too. I, I, I am shocked the amount of, uh, of people. I, I actually have a little more faith in humanity now, Shades. I've seen some of these Benny and the Bets and um, boy, oh boy, it's, uh, it is head scratching. But the fact that 
uh, a lot more people knew members of the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. I, I think maybe basketball has made a turn here, uh, James. I, I, a little mainstream here. I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that uh, you had that much success. Although the uh, Djokovic, I believe, at the uh, French Open was an interesting yeah. one too, as well. But uh, that was yeah. impressive, uh, my man. And I don't think it. Uh, I, I have hope that. Nobody would probably have any idea in New York who any of the New York Knicks were. Certainly not. Someone did say Jalen Brunson. Someone had to throw it in there. <laughs> Quickly here, we'll, we'll talk about some producer plays. I don't know if we'll be able to get the graphic in, but listen, me and Steven, our intern, all over the Nuggets in game two. He wants the Nuggets in a sweep there. And then Jesse, our Ooh. guy, going Corbin Burns over six and a half Ks. That's the producer plays. I'll take it to break, Joe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right welcome back in here on this friday the morning after on the sports grid network i'm joe ranieri uh, pinch hitting for ben stevens here today and uh, we've been talking some NBA, we've talked uh, a little Stanley Cup, but let us not forget Major League Baseball is in full swing right now, a couple of months uh, into the season. And who better to talk with than our good friend uh, Mike Carney and his AI dog? I mean, his AI friend uh, who actually uh, brings the knowledge when it comes to. I mean, why not? Listen, AI Mike is taking over everything it feels like in this world. Why not? utilize it to help us uh, cash some tickets here in Major League Baseball. And I understand you've got a uh, an AI system there that you're utilizing and actually cashing some tickets here with. Yeah, yeah, it's through uh, pinesports.com. Free access uh, to all the projection models. You can build your own model, pick which stats you hold, uh, you hold true to your heart and uh, make your own model and see what the returns are. You can always tweak it if it's not really giving you the result you like. You can change up the stats that you want it to project, and it'll uh, it'll update itself. I love it. Listen, knowledge is uh, power, right? And knowledge uh, usually helps uh, cash a few tickets in the sports betting world. So uh, the more knowledge you have, the better it is. Let us dive into a couple of these games and see uh, what you were able to pull out of the AI system here. We'll start today with the New York Mets. Uh, City Field, Verlander on the mound, taking on Bassett of uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, not exactly a great start for Verlander here uh, so far. He are limited uh, opportunities uh, because he was injured early on. But uh, what is uh, the AI system thinking about Bassett versus Verlander here? Uh, so for this game, it likes the Mets at about 52%. So to me, I'm going to stay away from the run line at that point because it's projecting that it's really kind of almost a coin flip, but it does like the Mets at 52% to win. Uh, mm. If you just look at the pitching matchup for face value, the Mets have the advantage here with Verlander and being home. Like you said, he hasn't had a lot of opportunities this year being hurt, and he did kind of get knocked around a little bit his last start. But the clear pitching matchup just heads up, goes to the Mets. The model does like the Mets at 52%. And as far as props go, it really likes uh, Mets catcher Francisco Alvarez over 0 0.5 total bases. It's the top prop projection mm. of the game. 
and the projection for him is actually 3.14. So it's pretty heavy that he's going to wind up with an extra base hit. So you can take that information, you know, how you want it. You can just play the over one, uh, 0.5 total bases. A little heavy on the juice, about minus 170, I think I saw it. But you can play him for a double. You can juice it up to 1.5 total bases, which is at plus 190. Um, and then when you break it down even further, his ISO versus righties is 342, and he's hitting 291. So he might want, he winds up with a double or a home run. You cash your plus 190 on the 1.5 total bases there. So the I love this because it gives you kind of a projection and where it leans strongest, and then you can interpret that how you want to and then pick your spots. I love that. Absolutely love that. All right. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful, too. City Field here tonight. Nice hitting temperature uh, at City Field, and we'll see if the runs uh, can come against both of those guys. Uh, let's move on to uh, Houston at home. They handled business uh, yesterday against the Angels. But now they got to deal with Otani uh, on the mound yeah. for the Angels going up against uh, Framber Valdez. I mean, listen, every metric, we'll see what the AI machine thinks, but pretty much every metric in the world, Otani's got an edge over Valdez. Doesn't necessarily mean it's worth betting, uh, though, but what are you thinking and uh, what is the AI thinking uh, with this matchup here tonight? Uh, so specifically with Otani on the mound, the projection is under 1.5 runs for his for his uh, runs prop, over 7.5 strikeouts. I feel like that number, he's just been hitting like crazy all season. Uh, if you look at the Astros lineup, he's faced Altuve 25 appearances. He struck him out 10 times. Tucker, he's faced 19 times, struck him out six times. And Pena, he's got seven strikeouts in 15 plate appearances. So just those three guys there, he might have some good targets. So that's why that 7.5K number kind of jumps out when you – take it one step further and you check it against the lineup so yeah the angels I, I believe have the better offensive splits they hit lefties uh pretty uh pretty darn good houston not exactly great against uh the righties but uh maybe the strikeout pro i think you're onto something there uh mike if it ain't broke Let's not fix it there with uh, yeah. with Otani. I'm all in on that one. Love it. Uh, let's move on here as we have a pretty interesting. Uh, never thought I would think these two teams. I would clarify them as an interesting matchup a couple of months into the season. But how about it? Seattle and the te uh, the Texas Rangers going at it in Arlington here and uh, Castillo on the mound. I guess uh, against Gray. Uh, close. Uh, look at the numbers there. What does AI uh, tell us about this matchup tonight? Yeah, it actually likes Texas at 52%, which if you're looking for an outright dog and you were leaning toward a little plus money, it kind of gives you a little validation to text, take the uh, take the Rangers at home. If you prefer a run line, if it's like in the tech, if it's like in the Rangers, such at a close 50-50 margin, you might be better off taking the runs with the Rangers at home. Take the 1.5, uh, the plus 1.5, and now you got yourself a little buffer there. It's going to cost you a little bit as opposed to the plus money return on the money line, but it's uh, you know it's validation. It's at the end of the day, it's up to you. The AI kind of just guides you and maybe reinforces some of your ideas. Yeah, well, I mean, ultimately, you got to make uh, the, the right decisions, right? I mean, it's yeah. uh, it can't make the pick and give you all the information that you can decipher any which way you want. But at the end of the day, you're the one uh, placing that bet. So yeah. uh, I do think it's going to be a pretty good game here. I would not want to fade that lineup of uh, of the Texas Rangers uh, right now. Uh, and then, of course, you got an oldie but goodie. 
How about the Yankees uh, taking on the Dodgers in L.A.? Boy, oh boy, a classic battle here. Uh, good versus evil a lot of times. This used to be billed yeah. as. Yeah. Severino taking on Kershaw. And Severino, it is good to see him healthy. If you're a Yankee fan, you're excited that he is healthy. He's throwing the ball hard. Now, Kershaw had a, a rough start a couple of weeks ago. Uh, his mother passed. It was He was on the bereavement list. It was a rough stretch for him. But last time out, looks like uh, he got back to being the Kershaw we know. So what wins here? Is it pitching? Is it hitting? What's the AI looking at? Loves the Yankees in this matchup. Ooh. Loves it. One of the one of the higher percentages on the, on the day, 61%. Uh, for the Yankees to win, and again, this takes wow. into all yeah, all different uh, all different stats. I'd like to play the sixty percenters because the sixty percent for my model specifically, it you can check to see how often it's correct based on a certain number it assigns. So it's a sixty-one percent confidence rating, and it's been hitting that number at around sixty-eight, sixty-nine percent. It's been correct. So wow. I, I like the Yankees there. You get them at plus money. They're pretty hot right now. Uh, they Two 10-run games in Seattle, then they get shut out. But they're still on the West Coast, so hopefully the bats will wake up here in the opener in L.A. Nice plus 124 for uh, 61%. To me, following my model the last year, I would, I would play the Yankees there. You like the Yankees. And and what about uh, looking forward? Because, hey, there were a lot of people uh, that looked at the Dodgers and Yankees, and it seems like every year we can do this, but the forecast ahead, right, uh, for the World Series, wouldn't it be great for Major League Baseball to get a couple of blue bloods there, like Yankees taking yeah. on uh, the Dodgers here? Uh, the Dodgers are doing Dodger things. I don't know that anybody, including the AI, expected the Padres to be as disappointing as they have been. But it, it feels like it's the Dodgers division lose and the Yankees, they're chasing Tampa, but it's a long, long season. Tell me what yeah. you think about some of these World Series odds uh, thus far, and does the AI have any interest in looking ahead? Well, it, it doesn't really project that far there. I know they're still adapting and working on things, um, but it could be rolled out pretty soon, which would be a fun uh, a fun Oof. aspect, but for me, Tampa Bay there plus 600 until they can really show that they can consistently win on the road. I think there's not much value there at the plus 600 mark. Um, what's what's kind of crazy is the Twins are leading the division right now, and they're they're still plus 2,000. Um, you yeah. might see some value here with the Mets. I know they haven't really been what everyone had hoped for. Their pitching's been a little questionable, but at plus 1800 right now. If the, if the team can make some moves at the deadline and really bring in maybe some pitching, maybe another bat, this, this number plus 1,800 can really plummet. They're second in the division right now in the wild card. They're in the tournament. So for the Mets at plus 1,800, could see some value there as far as long-term. Dodgers, Braves, plus 470, plus 480, kind of they got you there on that one, I think. Yeah. So oh, for no, me, they, maybe they maybe Mets, depending on what, yeah, and Mets, depending on what they can do, maybe <laughs> adding to the team, that number can can go in half real quick after a good deadline day.
Yeah, well, it's, uh, and I think there are certainly some pretenders on this, uh, on that list there, uh, Mike, because let's, let's face it, I don't, as good as the Rays have been, they're going to have to hit their way to a World Series because that bullpen mm -hmm. is not what it was in, uh, in years past. And uh, the Astros. And half uh, the playoff games are going to be on the road. Exactly. And half those games are on the road <laughs> in the playoffs. Yep. You know, they can't play exactly every game correct. In, in, in the trial. Yep. Yep, not buying it. And they, they're not playing the same schedule here. You know, American League East isn't exactly devouring one another like you could count on in uh, in years past. So different sort of scheduling going on. But the AI has been money. And uh, Mike Carney, we appreciate it, uh, my man. Best of luck with all the plays here tonight and this weekend. We look forward to getting you back next week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here the morning after on the Sports Grid Network. Uh, Joe Ranieri sitting in uh, for the great to Ben Stevens on this uh, very first Friday of June. Uh, where is the time gone? It, it's crazy. But we've got uh, plenty of sports action coming up, not only tonight, but of course this weekend. And I love that we've got a game two coming up in the NBA Finals. And uh, it should be an interesting one. And can't think of anybody better to hop on in and give us uh, his thoughts than Evan Sidery joining us here on the morning after. And Evan, um, unlike uh, Shames and the others uh, behind the scenes, I actually nailed the pronunciation of your name. Uh, so uh, welcome in. It is a pleasure to meet you here. And uh, we've been talking about it all morning long. Uh, it was an interesting game, not one. I, some things we expected, some things we didn't expect. I do think game two is going to be completely different, but what did you take away from game one last night? Kind of a bigger general takeaway for me was just the brilliance again of Nikola Jokic, just the way he was able to conveniently sleepwalk into a triple-double pretty much, take 12 shots in that game, 27 points, incredible efficiency across the board, 10 assists at halftime too. I think, honestly, we mm. see how dangerous the Nuggets team is when Jokic is more of a playmaker than a scorer, and I think that makes the, the su supplementary piece around them even more dangerous, like Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon. But overall, I think if you're on the pro-Miami side of this argument, I would say they might have found something in that fourth quarter there when they were being more aggressive, they were trying to find more holes in the lane, and having a lot of success with Bam Adebayo against Nikola Jokic, I imagine Denver will adjust there. But it's going to be on players like Haywood Highsmith off the bench, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. Those guys had to hit their wide-open shots. They didn't do that much in game one. But if shooting regression on both sides across the board here could balance out here, it should be a close game in game two. Well, and it's interesting, too, because, you know, there a lot was made about the two free throws in the game for Miami, which broke, I think, every bad record known uh, to the NBA there in a finals. I mean, that was just, but I, I will say, give Denver credit for not fouling when they had opportunities to do so. And I don't think it was a ref situation where the refs were just swallowing the whistle. I think it's Miami was not aggressive at all. And and Jimmy Butler mentioned it after in the post game there saying, 
It's going to be a different uh, go-around here. I mean, 93 points. Uh, their prop is now, of course, lower for game two, their team total prop here. But I do think uh, this might offer us some opportunities here looking forward to game two because the market, would you agree, Evan, has been reluctant to adjust for Miami throughout the playoffs, right? Uh, and but for quite honestly, I'm still laughing that Denver was a dog in LA, I, I'm still laughing at that uh, at that move there. So, uh, looking ahead, what do you think we get for a game two situation? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I was just about to mention Jimmy Butler, especially very passive last night in game one. I think it was oh. more he's still dealing with a, a bum ankle that he suffered in the second round series against the New York Knicks. He's obviously not playing 100%. That altitude adjustment on less than 48 hours notice after a game seven, I imagine, played a huge role with Jimmy Butler as well. I think we're going to see a, a lot more aggressive Jimmy Butler. Like you mentioned, he said post game, he needs to be more aggressive. It was his fault on a lot of those opportunities that they missed out on around the rim. And there's no reason not to go against Nikola Jokic one on one around the basket. Jokic is a great generational offensive player, but we know his weakness is on defense. And we saw Bam out of bio last night consistently go at him and have a lot of success there. So I imagine we'll see a lot of Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio pick and roll kind of pick your poison for Denver's defense there and have to adjust on the fly. I think that's going to be their biggest adjustment is Jimmy Butler kind of taking the bull by the horns here because Miami is actually 5-0 and this postseason when Jimmy Butler scores 30-plus points. So I think the magic yeah. recipe here to make a, a big comeback is Jimmy Butler being aggressive and being back to his old self. Yeah, and, uh, well, it's interesting, too, here. I mean, Bam, you mentioned it. Great game. Now, of course, can he, much like Anthony Davis, put back-to-back games like that together i don't think it's ever been a question of Adebayo, his phys his physical his abilities right it's there consistency is the thing that's always been a little head scratching uh, with him because sometimes he disappears great in the first two games of boston and then there were some games where you go and bam uh looking on the back of milton cartons for him so uh what is uh, what do you think is it kind of a zigzag with bam or bust is it hey great game one now i'm fading a game two we'll look at game three is it that kind of situation with him I think with Bam especially, I think he realizes how important it is to win his matchup, at least on the offensive end against Nikola Jokic, because he's not. no one's going to beat Nikola Jokic trying to guard him defensively for 48 minutes. It's about getting yours on him on the other end and trying to keep up one-on-one -on -one there. I think we're going to have to see Bam Adebayo do that once again. I think the point prop at 19.5, I would take the slide over on that. I think the biggest adjustment here, I think, for Miami, when you're trying to find value on these point props, Joe, is Tyler Hero. Because it sounds like, according to ESPN, mm. Deidre Wojnarowski, that he might be back for game two. I think it may be a more desperate Heat team tries to rush him back in here to try to send this back to Miami tied 1-1-1. -on I think that could be a scenario to watch out for here because Tyler Hero, if he does play legitimate minutes, he will take shots away from Bam Adebayo, he'll take him from Jimmy Butler as well, and a lot of these role players too. So that's what I'd look out for heading into game two is trying to find the value before we hear a Tyler Hero answer one way or the other. Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting. Whose minutes does he take? Uh, who is he coming off the bench? And uh, I've asked uh, some other guys here this morning, Evan, I want to get your thoughts. What do we do if you're a Spolster? And again, I don't know if he's hurt, but it would it would seem to me you need big bodies. And Kevin Love, if nothing else, is that, right? Uh, he, does he use them? Does he not? I'm kind of shocked. He didn't get in the rotation. He went small most of that game there, started out the game small, and obviously that didn't work to suppose uh, advantage there. Is Kevin Love, do you expect him to be utilized at all in this series? 
I'm kind of leaning towards no, to be honest, Joe, because when Kevin Love was available in the previous series for just a couple games here and there, the main theme mm. with him, unfortunately, throughout his career, the last couple of years has been injuries, and he just simply can't hold up mm. at this point. Very legitimate role, and I think that's Eric Spolster's worry. You throw out him against a 300-pound Nikola Jokic for five to ten minutes, will Kevin Love be able to hold up for that stretch? I think that's a legitimate thing where if he's on the court, he'll be targeted relentlessly on defense by Nikola Jokic. So I think that's probably best to go for a bigger body, a more aggressive rebounder like a Cody Zeller, even though he's did not do well last night in his minutes. He's probably a better option size-wise and overall defense-wise against Nikola Jokic. You're, you're fighting a losing battle either way, but I think Zeller gives you a better chance compared to Kevin Love. So give me uh, give me a name here on both teams you expect to bounce back. Uh, Struess is a 38-39%. He's not going 0 for 9 again. It's not going to happen, especially in as many wide-open shots he had. But uh, as you see there last night, Michael Porter Jr., he, uh, his prop I think was 2.5 from 3 last night. He didn't get over it. Jamal Murray didn't get over it. Caleb Martin. So there are some guys that might bounce back here in Game 2 on both teams. Give me a name for each. Yeah, let's start off here, like you mentioned, with Caleb Martin. I think he's a guy that we've seen throughout this postseason. I think he should have won Eastern Conference Finals MVP over Virginia Butler. Just how valuable he was in that series, 19 points per game. He's due for a bounce back here. I think a lot of those players on the board there, outside of Gabe Vincent, who had five last night, they're all due to really adjust to the altitude because, like I mentioned earlier, those those shots will be short in the altitude when you're not used to it. I think we see more of an adjustment period for them and really a lot of those guys like Max Struess, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson. I think they all should play a bigger role and hit those threes, which should keep this game closer. I think from Denver's side, Michael Porter Jr., 2 of 11, that's his rare bad game in the postseason so far from three. He's been so red hot from there, 40% throughout his career. I bet he bounces back. I would actually look to ladder Michael Porter Jr. props on threes. You can get five plus three-pointers at plus 450 on FanDuel right now. I think he's due for a big mm. bounce back based off his, his performance there for 2 of 11 from three. So I was a little, uh, it, it didn't shock me. Well, it, it shocked me that the total got steamed up as much as it did last night. 219 is what it eventually landed, 218 and a half, but that was up. And then, of course, the great reaction in game two. Now it's dropped, you know, five points, and now we're down to 214. I think uh, a lot of that had to do with the fact that Miami didn't give them any easy transition buckets. In other words, they didn't turn the ball over 16 times like we saw against Boston, right? I'm wondering the pace, neither of these two teams were huge pace setters during the regular season. They weren't ones that like to get up and, and run, run, run. What do you think Miami does to counter some of this? Because they, they don't have the size. Is this, do they need to make this more of a slugfest and a grind out? Or does Miami benefit in your mind trying to speed up the tempo a little bit and maybe catch them in transition? Yeah, I think, honestly, their best chance when we've seen it throughout the postseason so far against Milwaukee, for example, was playing those rock fight games where they get into the high, low 90s yep. there, play tough defense, run out the shot clock to about five seconds left before you even start an offensive set. I think that's what we're going to have to see in this one is from Miami is Jimmy Butler playing the pseudo point guard role, running a lot of pick and roll against Nicole Jokic with Bam Adebayo and see what happens. I think that's probably your best counter to throw here in game two. If that doesn't work, I'm kind of worried about a sweep potentially if that doesn't work for them as a, as a remedy there. So I think we're going to have to see a real rock fight here, like a 95 to 90 type score. Ooh. The question is for me is 
can, is that even possible against this Denver Nuggets team? Where and the, the Cole Jokic, he's not going offensively. You can have all those other shooters get going as a as a passer. He's unstoppable in that role. Or Jokic, if you want to stop everyone else, can go for forty plus points really easily. So I think we haven't really seen that so far in the postseason, Joe, where a team has stopped them. But Eric Spolstra, I mean, he's arguably the best coach in the modern era, to be honest, as an adjustment. So I think we're going to see a really good adjustment thrown here by Eric Spolstra, throw him off guard a little bit. Yeah, and it'll be interesting, too, right? We, we saw in the Phoenix series with, with Denver, kind of looked unbeatable first couple of games. Then they hit the road. They were beatable. You know, then they had to come back, and, and they, we had some close games there. I, you know, I think Miami, from a shooting perspective, has more than just, you know, Devin Booker to score 50, and you're going to win here, or Jimmy Butler. I think they have some other options here. Uh, if this thing goes 2-0 back to Miami— um, what would you give the uh, the series a, a chance of making it, you know, back to Denver for that? And then maybe do you think six games is a possibility here? I think the only way that Miami honestly wins this series is stealing game two. I just think the way mm. this series is going to play out, if Nikola Jokic finds a hole in your defense and he exploits that, you're in trouble for the rest of the series. So I think Eric Spolstra right. got to throw a huge adjustment here at game two, see what happens, if it works. Uh, if you get, go out with a split here back to Miami, that's the dream scenario for Miami to potentially win this series. If it's a 2-0 series going back to Miami, I wouldn't be shocked if the series price goes to set plus 700, plus 800 and, and toward mm. Miami because I just think it's a really tough task to go down 2-0 against Nikola Jokic and this Nuggets offense where they have been deemed really unstoppable so far throughout the postseason. Yeah, well, I mean, Miami has shown, right? They make threes. They make those uh, those shots. We've got ourselves a game. If they go 13-39, uh, Man, that's a bit of a problem, uh, Evan. But any which way you cut it, is it Jokic all day MVP for you? Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Unless we see somehow, some way, Jimmy Butler lead this team to an outright series win. I, if you believe in Miami, I'd grab that plus 800 for Jimmy Butler because that's the only way they're going to win this series. So I would definitely lean Jokic. You know, it's a big number at minus 470. Obviously, he's averaging triple-double triple throughout the postseason, so that's an easy one for me at Jokic. Right, well, we're going to learn a little bit here about uh, Spoh's adjustments, the chess match, uh, Malone. We're going to see, I, I think, a, a more desperate effort here by Miami. Whether or not that pays off remains to be seen. But I'm kind of with you, Evan. I think if this comes back to Miami 1-1, we're, we're going to have some some decisions to make here in the marketplace with the, uh, with the series prices uh, for sure. Evan Sidery, thank you so very much for stopping by here, my man. Best of luck. Uh, with the games this uh, weekend. And of course, I'm sure you and Ben will get together uh, next week. And hopefully, it'll be a 2 2 type of situation. Appreciate it, Evan. Best of luck. <laughs> the morning after continues next here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in here the morning after on this uh, Friday as uh, we wrap up uh, this edition here. And, of course, uh, Newswire starts in just a couple of minutes here on the Sports Grid uh, Network. I uh, want to thank 
Uh, ben Stevens for allowing me to sit in this chair here while uh, he gallivants and flies around the world. Good for him. I mean, him and Walsh, I don't know how they get it to, together like this. It's just absolutely absurd. Uh, while the rest of us grind away here that Kevin Walsh and Ben Stevens get to fly all around the world here, these bougie hosts that we have here, but you don't have to worry about that. We got much more coming here on the Sports Grid Network. Plenty going Going on in the world of sports, by the way, uh, this weekend, including uh, game one of the Stanley Cup finals, in which I'll be backing the Florida Panthers uh, this weekend to steal game one in Vegas. I do think the Panthers are going to win the cup. And don't forget, for the it's never happened before where two teams uh, in the same metro. Uh, end up winning uh, the championship. Uh, it's come close. Boston's had a chance to do it a couple of times, hasn't been able to do it. Brooklyn, uh, New Jersey, that we've had a couple in the past, but nobody's been able to win both. Uh, and Miami's got an opportunity to do that. I think the Panthers are certainly live to win their half, which is why I'm going to take them in game one. I will, uh, I'll take it at plus money. And I'm also taking the Miami Heat plus money, uh, money line, in fact, in game two. And what essentially is probably a must win for them to have any chance, I think they get it done. So I'll be backing them on the money line and the Panthers on the money line. And you may want to just put those two together for a little uh, two-team money line parlay. And then you can take next week off when it hits uh, by Sunday. And then you can come back and thank me again. We're good to go. Again, Newswire uh, coming up next year. want to thank the guys uh, behind the scenes. Uh, Shams for coming on. Uh, Kevin Walls for taking time out of his private jet to join us. We'll be back again on Monday, the morning after, here on the Sports Grid Network. Good luck.